Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. I ask that the gods and goddesses of our respective paths bless this circle so that we may be free and protected within this space. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism. For the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And that was fucking fantastic. Of the podcast ever. We're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And may the works this day of be of the highest good for all present and those listening. So mote it be. The circle is cast. Hail Dictinus. Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. Eye of newt and toe of frog. Wool of bat and tongue of dog. Adder's fork and blind worm's sting. Lizard's leg and owlet's wing. For a charm of powerful trouble, like a hell broth boil and bubble, double, double toil and trouble, fire burn and cauldron bubble. Welcome to Pop Magic Media, the 146th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of Shakespeare's Macbeth. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may call me Ode. You can call me Carr. I'm Ode's father. Mary Meet. My name is Gwen, Ode's mother. And that is my favorite scene from the I it's everybody's favorite oh scene. Oh my god, I love that entire sequence, that entire scene with the witches around the cauldron. Mm-hmm. They're, oh, it's brilliant. It's classic. I think everyone does that in high school oh, drama. yeah. That's their monologue at least once. I did not. No? No. no. That's too bad. <laughs> well, I mean, that wasn't in high school that long. Well, but. there, there. Oh, so wonderful. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So let's start with our housekeeping. Okay. Car, what are the things you do? Ooh, nothing really. Uh, although, if you live in the Kalamazoo area, mm-hmm. every Sunday right. from noon to 2 p.m., we are meeting with a thing called Communitas Paganus at Valhalla, the tap room. Talk about what Communitas Paganus is. Communitas Paganus is basically a gathering of like minded pagans uh, to hang out and get to know each other. Magicians. Anybody. Yeah. In Anybody the Kazoo area. To? And it, you don't have to be in the city. We had someone come from Battle Creek today. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. If, oh, you're in, if, if you're in the driving miles. range. If yeah. you're in the area yeah. or you want to make the trip, come visit. Once a month, we're going to do kind of a, a planned thing for it. Normally, it's just to hang out. Yep. We're, oh, we have the Three Pagans Eat. Yes, three pagans. Three pagans eat plus Jackson. Plus Jackson, which, which we, we are going to be doing one this sometime month. Sometime this month, yeah. Uh, we, uh, Ode and I have already picked where we're going to eat, but mm-hmm. we're going to keep it secret from Gwyn and Jackson mm-hmm. until we actually end up there. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Fun, fun. Gwyn, talk about the things you do. Currently, I am writing a book. Mm-hmm. It's taking a little longer than expected because there have been some issues in my family, you know, with my mother and also with my own health, so energy has been running a little low. A little low. Yep. So, but I've really appreciated people who've reached out and are lighting candles and saying prayers and sending energy to my mother, to me, to our family. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Why? Well, I'm trying to write in in the in the, in, the in the margins. That's right. When you're also going to be reading. The names of all the patrons so, this month because yes. so, right, let's reveal the. So true. I was going to do nicknames for absolutely all of our patrons that and, we whose names we read. 
And he's still going to. Yes. But not this month. But not, but this, not month. this month because I figured out there are 147 of you all that I read. There's a lot. And there's a lot of research that has to go into picking these nicknames. It yes, turns out. because I am actually stalking everybody basically on, on the internet to make a nickname that makes sense to you. It may not make sense to fucking anybody else, <laughs> but it should make sense to you. Mm-hmm. So, That's the dream. And then if I can't figure it out, you just get something I make You up. get a pun name. Yeah. <laughs> so in, so that's going to be next month, probably. Yes. So in lieu of that, they decided to have me read the name. Uh, actually, when, hold on. This was Justin's idea. This was oh, Justin right. Standage's idea. Yeah, Justin oh, Standage Justin. proposed this, and we agreed because he made the good point that Carr's read the names, and I've read the names, but Gwen hasn't read the names that's yet. That's true, and I have offered, mm-hmm. so... And if I don't know a name, I'm either going to give it to Ode, or I'm going to just just, just slaughter it through. like I do. Yeah, it's just, fine. Just <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So Let's first of all, we're on settling. Settling. First of all, we have 42 kittens. So thank you, kittens. We love you. We do. We have 24 cats. They are Arcane Jill, Anastasia Haley, Blue Moon, Sinead Odinson, Sarah Odell, Hannah F, the Dry 8D. The dream? No. The, the dryad. The dryad. The dryad. I, see? This is why I shouldn't do <laughs> The dryad. JD. Claire K.R. Miller. Cabra. Michael Adonisio. Rhonda Graham. Christine Phillips. Squiggy. Alyssa Durka. Megan. Connie Briggs. Cheryl. Shakora. Rebecca Hillman. Cindy Barrick. Soror Kaff. Jasmine Ray Bell. M. Tavel Savari. I I go Tavel Sorry on that one. There you go. That one. That was the, that was all the cats. That was all that the was cats. cats. Thank, thank you, cats. you, cats. We love you. Yeah, you guys gotta pick up the slack here <laughs> and say thank you to our patrons. I just did. Okay, so ninety-one hunters: Alicia Noble, Emily Grenier, Precious Fire. <laughs> We printed out all these names on pages for Gwen, and she's flinging them over her shoulder when she's done with them. Now, don't you wish you had gut vocal? Anybody who is, what is it, leopard and above yep. can get gut vocal. So, uh, so Precious Fire, Heather Lewis, and Heather Lewis, Heather Ellis, Raleigh, Sophia Duncan, Katie Hare, Zerf Zulzorander. I think they do that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> Victoria uh, so, H. So Victoria H. has some non-standard characters in their name, and it's it's rendered as a bunch of, like, check marks in the... That's right. So, uh, and an infinity symbol. So, Victoria Hjartel... Blah, 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 blah. That one. You can do that one, too. Haley Bjorn's daughter. Okay, I thought that might be it, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to risk it. <laughs> Roanoke the Wiccan Wizard. Yang. Jojo. Brianna Beep Boop. Kitty Crittenden. Patrick Saylor, Jaden Hill, Sam Sanchez, Studio Prey, Jen Hutt, Martha Kirby Capo, Swan Fairywater, Alicia Morrow, Kirsten Hankins, Charlene Hughes, Goddess Incognito, Logan Olafson, Caleb King, Shyby, Disgruntled Honeybee, I gotta admit that's one of my favorites, <laughs> Meg P, Beck Blackwell, Rhiannon M. Gray, Andy Olson, Tanya Maria, Cosmic Rose, La Petite Poisson, Ken Hub, Cara B., Loriana Lee Knapp, Sprouty, Hojin Ko, Sloth, Melissa Gerben, Megan Kipper, Stephanie W., Kai Oakenshield, 
Ryan Hopkins, Melkor, Ben Walburn, Kylan Casey, Roshala and Dasbeed, Emily Miller, David Dashathan Keys, Emily Hall, Zamina Kokoro, Amy Martin, Darian, Sky Poifair, Scooby, Jax, The Pirate Cove, Juniper Shadowcat, Elfwort, Stephanie Edwards, Pablo B. Fodor, Olin Crow, Sirenth Odinson, Ushi Ursa, Felicia Welton, Misha Magdalene, Victoria Selness, Megara, The Sugar Maple Seder, Alyssa Addy, Ray Lothrop, Rana, Dahlia Darge, Meredith Kenton, Zacchaeus, Laura Loki, Jace Helmer, Alora Driver, Jessica Jones, Briar Aldrich, Gary Fairstorm, Charles Howison, Stevie Thompson. That's a hell of a lot of hunters. Thank you to all of our hunters. Yes. <laughs> okay, 14 leopards, and they are Nolan Hayes, Nicholas, Gabby Gaberson, Chris Mickelson, Luna, Kitty Robinson, Kimberly Squeaky Reynolds, Ellen Veals, L. Faithful, Mackenzie Boyer, Chris Colibri, Gemma Atkinson, Finn Odinson, Akaneko 13. That was all of our leopards. Thank, thank, you. You, leopards. thank you to our leopards. Yes. Yep. And those are the ones who get to watch us on the Get Vocal. That's right. As we Gemma wait. is watching us currently. <laughs> and L. And L. Oh, yep. Six tigers. Mm -hmm. And they are Kristen Gill, Weavers of the Web ATC, Raymond Stovall, Nick's Falling Leaf, Tree Wizard Creations, and Crystal of Apothecary Tees, because I can't say her <laughs> last name either. And she's told me like four times. I know. She's told us multiple times. <laughs> We've actually heard it. She's actually spelled it phonetically. We just can't get it. We just it. can't. <laughs> but thank you, Tigers. We love you. Yes. yes. Four Panthers, Melissa Negron Schilling, Allie Robinson, Elizabeth Bull, and our darling QQM. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we have three Jaguars. Kirsten Ray, Amanda Hicks, and Justin Stanage, who I'm getting you, boy, <laughs> for making me do this. You dragged her into this? You dragged me into this. And she's going to be doing your wedding, so. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget that. It Although, may be a few years from now, but I have a long memory. Uh, Justin did say today that he almost stopped by the Jaguar dealership to take a picture. Oh, that so would be awesome. Do that. I am a Jaguar. Uh, yeah. That would be awesome. All right. Oh, thank you, Justin. And, and yes, uh, Justin says, Gwen, I salute you. <laughs> and she's surrounded by yeah. discarded papers. There's papers all behind me. <laughs> all so, over the floor. Leave them behind. So I believe that's all our housekeeping. That's pretty much it. Yeah. We are now house kept and house swept. Okay. We yeah. may now proceed to the episode, which is going to be not a super serious one, I don't no. think. Uh -huh. Although you never know. Yeah, but it's going to be uh, part of a little little mini-series, just two or three episodes about intersections of pop culture and paganism. Call it pop magic. Mm -hmm. uh, and this one is going to be about depictions of witchcraft and paganism in popular culture and media. Mm -hmm. So Hence uh, the reason we got Shakespeare. Yeah, we got Shakespeare. One of, <laughs> one of, the, one of those classic media representations. Right. Of hey, but it, but it counts. You know, mm -hmm. it counts. It was just a long time ago. It was, yes. <laughs> it was, it was pop once. <laughs> it was pop once back in the day. Uh-huh. Actually, it really was, and very bawdy. With lots, yes. With lots of dick jokes. Yeah. People, people put Shakespeare on a little, 
different of a pedestal than he would have yeah. preferred. <laughs> <laughs> he liked a good raunchy joke. Uh-huh. Uh, and he knew what got people into the seats. Yes, he did. <laughs> It was the raunchy shit. It was the raunchy shit. In terms of, like, I don't think we're going to focus too much on, like, ye olden times. No, not probably Media not. witchcraft. Define ye olden times. Well, I thought we would start in, like, bewitched era. The 60s? Okay, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, I'm fine with that one. Because that's one of the popular depictions of witchcraft. One of the oldest ones that I'm familiar with, and in what we would, and in what we would consider pop culture, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, like I you mean, don't you don't normally consider Shakespeare as being pop culture. Well, Although at the well, time, pop, I think pop it just means popular. popular exactly. Yeah, yeah. At the time, have, Shakespeare was right, popular. Right, yeah, and you have fairy tales, and you have stories yeah. such as you know the Wizard of Oz, the series of books right? includes yep. witches, and you know a long time ago. Yeah, the but there've been there've been sort of evolutions of that because they did Wicked the the musical and they. Sure. Wrote a, they wrote the Wicked book and, and all that. So, right. so that's it, been sort of a continuing property. True, but it originates in yes. like the 30s or the 40s. Whenever it is, H.L. Baum wrote the book yeah, and then the movie came out exactly like thing in the 40s. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so, yeah, it goes back a long way, which is mm-hmm. we're in very depictions. Yeah. Because like the witch isn't like a spooky witch. No, no. It depends on which. Depends on which witch you're talking about. <laughs> That's true. There were multiple witches. That's true. But none of them were really spooky scary, I don't think. Like, no, I remember not scary, Samantha... but some of them were more not, not benign. Not good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had mean witches. Right, Endora. You had Endora, who was always very mean to Samantha's husband, mm-hmm. Darren. Darren, yeah. Of course, you have Samantha and her evil twin cousin, mm-hmm. quote-unquote quote, evil, who mm-hmm. was always doing... The bad stuff, so she right. had the, the dark hair mm-hmm. and the. But the same actress. Yeah. Right. So she's just wearing going. a wig. Right. right. Yep. I forget, was was her name Sabrina? I can't remember what they called the. The evil. The evil the cousin. Yeah. I don't remember. Let me look it up. Or, yeah, the evil cousin. But yeah, so, but you had, it was mostly goofy. It was, it was done in such a way that, first of all, they Serena. De- Serena, that's what it is. They depicted witches as being, which is popular in the popular culture mm-hmm. and stories. In media. As, in media, as being a separate race of Yeah, beings, like a different species. A different species. So a witch was born separate from human. Yeah. You know, they, it was, it was almost like um, the difference between Neanderthal and Homo sapiens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that. I thought it was more like a different realm. It depends on the depiction. Yeah, I don't remember I, if I in Bewitched witch. if they were a different species or if they were just like a, they That's were from a different dimension or. Yeah. Maybe. I forget. It's been a long time, actually. I used to love that show. Mm-hmm. But like. I well, remember we watched it a little bit when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Was, was Paul Linden that show as well? Yes. The actor, he was yeah. The uncle. But you had this cast of characters that were funny. Right. You know, they Yeah, were, it was a comedy. Silly. It was a comedy, so they were a funny depiction. A comedy sitcom, I guess. You know, even the ones that were supposed to be, you know, scary right. or mean or whatever, it was uh, kind of goofy hijinks kind of thing going on. Right. And Dora wasn't murdering people. Exactly. No. It was just all goofy hijinks. And so it, it's interesting that, because I mean, in the 60s, when, when Bewitched came out, mm-hmm. you know, Wicca had already been... Right, it had sort of entered popular yeah. consciousness. Entered popular consciousness first in the 50s in Great Britain and then came over to the United States mm-hmm. in the 60s, but it didn't start gaining steam until the 70s and 80s. Yeah. But, but even before it became, it started in popular culture with a positive view mm-hmm. of Bewitched, uh, you also had, somebody mentioned I Dream of Genie. Mm-hmm. So magic was viewed as kind of kitschy, kind of funny. Yeah, sort of goofy. Kind of goofy. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a scary thing as far as TV was concerned. Yeah, like nowadays, oftentimes, 
like in a horror movie, mm-hmm. the, the bad guy is going to be a witch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like uh, Rabbit says her mom and Dora mm-hmm. was shady, but in a bitchy way. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very true. <laughs> and uh, Elle points out Andorra is sort of the witchy version of the evil step of yeah. the evil mother-in-law. Yeah, the evil mother-in-law, exactly. And I think we should go that that's, uh, you were saying evil stepmother, that, yeah. that's something that's been depicted in fairy tales, mm-hmm. like Cinderella and Snow White. Snow White. The evil stepmother in Cinderella wasn't a witch, but the one in Snow White was. Yeah. You have these depictions most of the time from fairy tales of witches as being evil. Mm-hmm. and then, Or even just of powerful evil women being yeah, witches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you start, again, in the 60s, you start seeing, mm-hmm. and there might have been before that, there was like probably 50, maybe it was in the 50s, you know, I Married a Witch or something. Those kind of <laughs> movies that were, again, just kind of cute and romance and, oh, witches aren't that scary. They're just kind of goofy kind of thing going on. Yeah. It was a weird sort of like defanging. Yeah, it was. Because, I mean, you had the Wicked Witch in The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. in the 40s. Very she was scared children scared to death. children to death. <laughs> and, but they film. didn't, I mean, Glinda the Good Witch was in that yeah. movie, but they portrayed her in a different way. They made her look like a fairy. They princess. made her look like a fairy. Yeah. Like the sort of Tinkerbell kind of fairy, yeah. but human sized. And that, I guess, was how they distinguished her from... Alphaba the Evil Witch. Mm-hmm. Or at, she didn't even have a name. She didn't have a name. She's she the Wicked Witch of the West. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, and I'm thinking, like, we've got the Snow White Disney film. Mm-hmm. That's another really scary depiction of a witch. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty, that's Maleficent. Yeah. yeah. Very, Where, very again, scary. she's countered by fairies. not good witches, but by the fairies. Yeah. By the fairies. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah, that is, that's an interesting... Because I think fairies were, you know, with the exception of, like, people who actually had the, the actual tales, lived with those mythologies mm-hmm. in Ireland and Scotland and England and such. I think in the United States, fairies got really, and is still to this day, got really kind of kidified, you know, made to seem really sweet and, and cute. And you got the Tinkerbell thing mm-hmm. going on and the little fairies going, you know, in, and they weren't evil. <laughs> Ever. L points out technically isn't Maleficent also a fairy, just an evil one. Yeah. Yes, but they really don't portray her that way in the Disney they cartoon. Her, they call her the an evil fairy, but but she does port- she is portrayed she's more like a witch. Visually portrayed in much the same way that that evil witches are visually mm-hmm. portrayed. She has mm-hmm. a lot of the same Traits. visual styles. Yeah. Yeah. So so it seems to me what we're kind of getting around to here is that fairies were portrayed as cute maybe like tinkerbell like if you needed a, a good jealous. if you needed a good magic user it was going to be a fairy yeah it was going to be a fairy and the evil ones would be witches the evil ones would be witches yeah although julia roberts and hook was pretty evil <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to watch hook now though hook was good i enjoyed hook. i liked it i do have two that i want to bring up okay because i don't think that you, neither of you all would bring them up okay okay so Agatha Harkness from Marvel Comics, from, okay, uh, right, right. recently seen in one division. Yeah, uh, 1970 was a witch from the Salem witch trials who lived. Mm-hmm. Basically, Agatha Harkness was. Agatha yeah. Harkness was, yeah, not um, Wanda Maximoff. Not Wanda, right. yeah, different. <laughs> uh, but has more power than Wanda, mm-hmm. and most of that's just, I think, age. Right, she's um, been around longer. Right, been around longer, and actually, in the comics ends up training Wanda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because so Wanda's got a weird... In the comics, Wanda has, like, a weird... Like, she's sort of a mutant. But sort because, of... Because her, her father is Magneto. 
Right. So she she is a mutant. She has mutant powers. Her brother's a mutant. And again, this but is her origin from the comics. From the comics. But her mutant powers kind of look like right. or, or work like witch powers. Is it called Scarlet Witch? Witch. That's yeah. her code name. Yeah. yeah. But that's not, it's not like a special thing in the I comics know. like it is in, the, in WandaVision. I know, but I'm saying that since she has these powers, that yeah. seems to be how they define them. And it's, it's interesting because Marvel does experiment with like including magic mm-hmm. as a separate force. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor, Strange, Doctor Strange, which came out in 63. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC Comics had Tatiana, who came out yes. in like 64, 65. Mm-hmm. So the comic realm has... Witches and wizards. Has witches and, and wizards and that kind of stuff throughout. Yeah. 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 And, and, then, and it's always very interesting how they sort of build that into their world building because they have all these other sources for functionally magical powers right for for superpowers that do a lot of the same things that you know you would end up ascribing to witches in another world building system right so it's interesting how they sort of try to weave those in as distinct systems of powers Mm -hmm. separate from the other systems of powers they've already established Mm -hmm. yeah and i do think it is interesting how whether it's bewitched and her world, mm-hmm. you know, is separate from humanity. They do the same thing much, much later with the Harry Potter universe. They are kind of a, a separate yeah. set of beings, even though they well, can they're be not, born to humans. That's, yeah, that's the thing is that they're not completely. True. Like there's like magical, you can inherit magic with no magic in your bloodline. That's true. You can be muggle-born, so. Okay, so then I'm going to go to another example. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Also a comic. That's true. That was originally Originally. an an Archie spinoff. Yes. Yes, It was originally an Archie comic. From the 60s? Sabrina. Yeah. 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 Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, you know, she was light and fun and... In the comics, less so. The 90s 90s Sabrina TV show was very light and poppy. Yeah, very much so. But my understanding is that the comics were more serious and had a a more serious tone, more like the new, the modern Sabrina. Mm -hmm. Correct, yeah, yeah. It's because it was the chilling adventures of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, rather than just... I thought it started out though. It started as Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Yeah, her first appearance was in Archie's Madhouse in 1962. Yeah, gotcha. And then... Was soon after got her own spinoff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I which was which was comics. spookier, I think, than Archie traditionally was. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just yeah, had a different yeah. tone. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, and then in the nineties, we got this really defanged Sabrina, mm-hmm. where which was very like with Melissa Joan Hart. Was that who that was? But yeah. that kind of went along with what was going on in the nineties, because in the nineties you got Charmed. Yeah, we got Charmed. We got Sabrina. We got we got. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They kind of skirted. That one went in an interesting direction. Interesting direction. Willow, yeah. Willow, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about Buffy really quick. So I think the Willow Rosenberg. I think the first witch on Mm. Buffy was Was one of the was and was Amy's mother. Yes, and she was a bad. Was Amy's mother was the first (laughs) witch, and that was like the second or third episode of the first season. It was really really early early on, and they established her as being very evil, as being evil. But it was pretty clear that like Amy's mother was just a bad person, and not that the magic was bad or evil. Exactly, just that Amy's mother sucked. And yep. then Amy started doing magic, and that was fine. And she wasn't doing, like, bad... Well, she or, didn't well. start doing magic until she got transformed she, from a rat to a human. Yeah, that happened <laughs> later. That was a few seasons down the road. Few seasons down but, the road. But, like, 
Giles did like a counter spell and everything because yeah. Amy's mom like depowered Buffy with mm-hmm. evil magic and Giles and the Scoobies had to do before they were even called the Scoobies right. had to do like a counter spell and Giles knew how to do all of that and it was yeah. clear that like Giles knowing this isn't because like he's secretly evil or secretly a witch right he just he knew, just knew he how, how to how to use this tool set right it's because he read it in a book I'm sure exactly well we do find out later he had a misspent youth where he yes, had he a did. lot of magic yes, yes he did. He was <laughs> Ripper. Not with yes River with, with Ethan and their whole crew yes. But at the, like that, this very early on, I don't think they had established any of that. So that was the first magic in Buffy was Amy's evil mom, right? Exactly. But it was all. But it was established that e- that magic could be used for good because yes. Giles used they magic used to reverse exactly. Right. They used a counter spell people. and exactly um, and to trap Amy's mother. Amy's mother and well, that was her own. Backlash. Well, that's true. It was a she, she fucked that's up true. her her spell. That's true. But then after that, I think our next real witchy character was Miss Calendar, Jenny yeah, Calendar. Yeah, that's right. She was a techno-pagan. Who, was, who described herself as a techno-pagan and said she didn't do, quote, that kind of magic the one time someone asked her to do yeah, magic. Yeah. But, so we had Jenny Calendar and then she died. Mm-hmm. But I think Spoilers, I guess. Willow <laughs> was... Willow's, Willow was picking up. Yeah, she was. She so Willow's character started as this really techie character mm-hmm. who did a lot of like hacking. Yeah. She, she, she was hacked. a hacker. <laughs> they never explained how Willow knew how to hack. That was just a skill set she came with. Yeah. <laughs> but she started picking up little bits of magic from Giles and from Miss Calendar and studying. and studying and yeah, looking for more ways to make herself useful. Mm-hmm. And I think it was when. They oh, went and to, uh, Kitty says she was practicing with Amy. With Amy, yep. She was practicing with Amy. And then I think when Willow really made the switch from tech geek to witch mm-hmm. was when they switched to college, when they moved to the college campus. Yeah, because she joined a... Because she joined a Wiccan group. A bunch of blessed wannabes. Right. <laughs> or wanna blessed bees, or however she did that. I think she called them wanna blessed bees. Yeah. <laughs> um... Because the Wiccan group she joined was like a normal ass Wiccan group, right. like full of normal Wiccans doing what normal what stuff. we would consider actual normal Wiccan right. magic and practice. But then she and, met Tara. And Willow, of course, was doing Buffy magic. Buffy magic. She's doing um, but Buffy yeah. magic. So Willow met Tara there and they started a relationship. And that period portrayed magic in a really interesting way it started off as portraying magic as useful and good and, and very and positive beneficial and positive and, and they did spells to help giles mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff spells to help buffy to help the scoobies yep. tara as in particular got a lot of um self-confidence out of mm-hmm. doing magic and mm-hmm. out of growing her skill there um but then they moved in uh one of the later seasons they moved mm-hmm. toward magic becoming an addiction for Willow. Yeah. Well, like I think she before, got into the power. I think before that, yeah, they started using it as like, this is a crutch for Willow. Like she right. was using it to like fix her relationships a lot. Mm-hmm. Fix, quote, fix quote, her fix. relationships, meaning break her relationships I worse. think at one point Tara says uh, you're using too much magic. Mm-hmm. Well, and then like she was using it in really questionable ways. Like mm-hmm. she did a spell at one point to make Tara forget they'd had an argument. Right. So that she wouldn't have to deal with the fallout of that argument. She right. Just made Tara forget that it happened. Right. Which is really, really fucked up. So Willow was doing these really fucked up things with magic right. and was starting to get some pushback about how she was using it mm-hmm. and how much she was leaning on magic to solve all her problems. And, and clearly they were they decided in that the writers must have decided mm-hmm. to use 
magic as uh, a metaphor for drugs or alcohol or some other kind of addictive any substance. Kind of, yeah, any kind of addiction. And mm -hmm. where that makes the final switch is when Tara dies. Right. And then she goes full And we get Dark Willow. Dark Willow. The ultimate baddie. I think, honestly, absorbs a fuck ton of magic and yeah. goes on a killing spree. Evil magic. She evil gets, all the, she gets, she gets specifically, all the forbidden she gets specifically evil magic and goes on a killing spree. And the thing is, I, I honestly think that they did create her in that brief time period as, like, the best villain that they had, with the exception of maybe Drusilla. She went on a rampage. Yeah. Evil Willow. Evil Willow was dramatic. She was incredibly And dramatic. then after that, Willow's story was always essentially like recovering addict. Yeah, it was. She got sent away to a coven to help her rehab, mm -hmm. basically, and how to use magic properly. Well, and when she came back originally, like, Giles didn't want her using any magic at and all. she period. was afraid to use magic. Yeah. There was a lot of question about like is it is this something willow can use safely moving forward yeah is there a safe way for her to engage with this um, and then we never kitty find was out. saying that kitty is saying that dark willow is like vampire willow i would disagree i feel like dark willow was a very different character from mm -hmm. vampire willow if anything she was more evil i think vampire willow showed them that allison hannigan could like hold yeah. a villain role and she could did like very well play an evil kind of Willow. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I do think Dark Willow and Vampire Willow are distinct characters. Very distinct, distinct versions. Very distinct versions, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And Gemma, I know this has not turned into a Buffy <laughs> fan cast. Yes, no. no. We'll, we'll <laughs> move on. We'll move no. on. From but, sorry but I do that. think that was an interesting way for... And it was, it was especially interesting because they did address in the show, like, actual Wiccans just exist. Mm -hmm. Like, normal religious Wiccans exist. And are kind of, I don't want to they're, say they're, denigrated, but they're treated with, with sort of, yeah, like disdain. It's, there's a disdain there's for a religious disdain. Wiccans because, like, they can't do real magic. Well, and I think you saw that in uh, Charmed. You saw, you know, in, in, a, in a sense. Because even though that they, they called it Wicca, they borrowed from mm -hmm. Wicca. They had a Wiccan as um, a consultant for Charmed mm -hmm. and things like that. This is the original Charmed. The original Charmed right in the 90s. There was still, at least for me, there was still a sense that there was Wicca with real magic, mm -hmm. and then there were posers. Yeah. Something interesting, too, about Charmed was that they did a weird fusion between, like, the practices and, and belief structure of Wicca mm -hmm. and... Christianity? It was weird. Because the White Lighters, let's be honest, are basically angels. And then there also were demons. Yeah, uh, Kitty against his term was the most Christian written, written witchcraft. witchcraft. Yeah. yeah, it really was. It really was because of the whole White Lighters. And warlocks, quote unquote, yeah, started we're, out we're as, the, as the first bad guys. Yeah. And then it turned into demons. Yeah. And they went from other witches, always men, always, always warlocks. warlocks. Going against the always women, mm -hmm. witches. Yeah, only good, only the only good witches were women. Yeah, all warlocks were men, men. and evil. Yeah, <laughs> and then they switched it up, and it became very Christianized and very demon oriented. But even before that, the vibe was still there. Yeah, it was. It was because there was the whole thing with the white lighters. Yeah, white lighters could be men, and they controlled. It could be men or women. Yes, they essentially controlled and monitored what the witches were doing. Yeah. And you had to get approval from the Council of Elders. And they had specific rules that you had to follow. And, yeah, which you know, I can... Which I think they borrowed from Wicca, honestly. I, I think some of that probably did come from the Wiccan consultant. Because yeah. Wicca does have a lot of structure to mm -hmm. it. But at the same time, there was definitely like a, like a weird Christian 
Overtone. energy to it. And then, like, I don't even know how to describe... I guess just, like, bad feminism. Yeah. All of. men evil. And... All women good. And and I feel like even with the reboot of Charmed, which I only watched about... I think I watched the first season, and then I just, I just couldn't mm -hmm. quite get into it. I felt like they tried to rectify that a little bit, but kind of missed the mark. Yeah. So... Because they still kept the structure of white The tension between and, nostalgia and improvements leans too far on nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. It just... They... they was so much they could have done to, to improve mm -hmm. on the ideas, and they just... It didn't quite match. Yeah. They started to, like, explore challenging that idea of, like, all men evil, warlocks, all women good witches. Right. Towards the end, because I think one of the sisters had a son. Yes, yes. And he, but he was some kind of savior son. It was yeah. Because his dad was, he was white. He was magic himself somehow or something. Yeah. But, like, there was also a lot of tension about, like, will boy be evil? Yeah, yeah. So it seems like there's always this tension when it comes to portraying witches, or at least in the 90s, there was mm -hmm. this tension of, do we portray them as good? Do we portray them ev evil? Is it an addiction? Is it, are they power hungry? There was always this kind of tension between how they portrayed magic I users. I think there was a rule in Charm that you couldn't do magic for yourself. Yes. Except that they always did. They always did. They found loopholes yeah. and excuses. But I seem to remember the rule was doing yeah. magic for yourself was evil. Yeah, and there were always consequences. They mm -hmm. had they dealt with that too. If you, if they did something that was deemed selfish, right. yeah. they would have to deal with consequences. Personal gain. Personal right. gain That's is what bad. It was. That's yeah. what it was. Join our tiger crystal at Apothecary Teas. This shop produces fragrant, aesthetically beautiful teas that delight the senses with handcrafted tea blends from white to red to green. This month, Apothecary Teas will be donating 15% of sales to the Trevor Project, the leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to the LGBTQA plus community for people under the age of 25. Oda's recommending Bramble, a smoky black tea with blackberry and raspberry pieces. Find them at apothecaryteastore.com or on Facebook at Apothecary Teas, LLC. Hey, yes. Dictinus. All right, so I'd like to, we've talked about witches in media. We can go back to that because there's still other witches we can talk, uh -huh, talk about in portrayals. But I'd like to like switch to pagans in okay. how they're portrayed. Now, someone has posted, you know, that they are often portrayed as sex fiends, or crazy folks. Or murderous cults. Or murderous cults. Or murderous sex mange cults. That's right. <laughs> and like a really great example. example of this is the Wicker Man, the original, not the Nicolas Cage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But the, the original Wicker Man, which I think was in the 60s, um, you know, it was this pagan cult mm -hmm. that this man, this police officer, I believe, was investigating suspicious stuff. And, but it turned out that he was kind of lured there. They mm -hmm. would lure as a as a sac strangers as a sacrifice who they stuffed into the Wicker Man. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but uh, Midsummer, which came out recently, is a similar kind of story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they a pagan cult has lured innocence mm -hmm. into, uh, you know, into their craze, their fold, fold in murder and lots of sex. Mm -hmm. That just kind of seems to be a thing with, with, as far as when pagans are represented, uh, represented they're murderous, they're mm -hmm. sex fiends, they're, they're strange cults that are hidden in the woods mm -hmm. that are waiting. Often worshiping monsters. Yes. Or pan. 
They, I, I get that. They or some kind of wood. It's usually deity. just like an an ambiguous wood god yeah. who's portrayed as actually being a real monster. Right. That's true. That's a good point. I remember there was. I cannot remember the name of the movie itself, but there was another one that was like a TV movie, a pagan fertility mm -hmm. cult. It's always a pagan fertility always. cult. Always. Always. And it is again another. I remember because the thing that that got me was that somebody was going to confess to whoever the innocent victim mm -hmm. who was lured into the into the cult as their sacrifice was going to spill the, the beans and help him escape. And he got his tongue cut out. Mm. And it was like, oh, that just kind of stuck with me. But it was in this particular one, it was the women were in charge. It was very matriarchal and the men were subservient. And of course, that was evil. Yeah, <laughs> but that's similar to Midsummer, mm -hmm. And that's similar to... Um, the Wicker Man, the women, it's, uh, it's very matriarchal, and which means it's a fertility cult and murderous. Yes. It's uh, The Dark Secret of Harvest Home. It's a miniseries from 1978. Thank you very much. Yeah, see, it stuck with me all these years because mm -hmm. it was just, it creeped me out. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a very common trope, I yeah. guess, is that when you see a pagan in media, they're going to be both evil and wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and usually women are in charge of it. Not always. Don't think so? No. It very much depends on the property. True. true. So so no, I'm not going to say that that's a, okay. a standard. You'll see it more often than you see Christian cults yeah. that are run by women yeah. in media. But and, and when I say evil and wrong, I mean mm -hmm. they are thought to be factually wrong. Right. Like the thing they worship either doesn't exist at all mm -hmm. or it does exist but is itself evil. an evil monster that they have misunderstood as exactly. a Exactly. And Justin said, no wonder my mother has an issue with the term pagan. Absolutely. Because anytime pagans just pagans mm -hmm. are portrayed in the media. They're always some kind of a sex crazed murderous cult. I mean, even or Sabrina. Or they're portrayed as just like dumb idiots yeah. who don't know what they're talking about. Even, even the, the, in the uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I think it was the third season maybe or fourth season, they introduced the pagans mm -hmm. who were trying to overrun her little town mm -hmm. with and bring forth their deity mm -hmm. and turn everybody into some kind of woodland sacrifice, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And uh, But it was the pagans that, that were evil. The enemy. The enemy to the witches, which I thought was... Who worship Satan. Yeah, isn't that weird? And Sabrina. We also yeah, don't have weird. a motorcycle gang called the Witches, but we do have a motorcycle gang called the Pagans. Yeah. Oh, do we? Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't and know they're that. huge. Yeah, they're originally from Florida. Do they? Florida. Do they compete with Hell's Angels? Yes. Yep. Yeah, they're on the same okay. wavelength as same. Hell's Angels. Maybe even a tad bit more dangerous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, I think it's uh, Justin said. Justin said even the appearance of Apollo in the original Star Trek. Captain Kirk says we have outgrown you. Yeah. You know, so yeah, anytime, any connection to a pagan deity, the deity is you some kind of a monster in, or evil you or see demonic. This, yeah, or demonic. You see this in Supernatural all the time? Yes. Oh my God, the depictions of the of the deities. Any, you know, in uh, in Supernatural, they're all yeah. demonic, evil, monster. Er, the early seasons, they are explicitly monsters. Yes. The later seasons, they're all like subservient to God somehow. Yeah, they're all well because in in the supernatural universe, God, quote unquote, yeah. Chuck, created everything, including the pagan gods, mm -hmm. and they're usually depicted as hiding as humans, mm -hmm. you know, and and lamenting the loss of their worship. Yeah, you know, because nobody's sacrificing themselves anymore, so now they have to murder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, there's a there's an episode. Oh, there's a Christmas, Christmas episode. episode. I love that. Yeah, one. there's a Christmas episode where the this <laughs> old couple yeah. are supposed to have been like some kind of ancient evil Christmas deities. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they ever give them they, names. They, they brought up Krampus, who yeah. I think is supposed to be their servant. Yeah, kind of, but they don't like ever actually servant. name these Yule gods. No, they're just they Yule just call gods. them Yule gods. And because no one sacrifices to the Yule gods anymore, they just every Christmas just murder somebody and eat them. <laughs> just a handful. Just a, just a few. Just a few. Stop complaining. <laughs> um, there's an earlier episode than that where they, I think they call the monster Freyr. Or no, they call the monster Vanir. They call, mm-hmm. they, they say that the, uh, That was a later in the series. I no, think. that was early was that on. That really? was, I think, in the first season. I'll have to watch they that. They say that the monster's name is Vanir. Okay. Which drives me nuts because the Vanir are an entire class <laughs> of peoples. <laughs> the, the Vanir and the Aesir are yeah. two separate so they, tribes. And they made that into a the, And they just monster. said like, this monster is Vanir. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Oh Maybe gosh. he just took the name for himself. Who knows? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's really when you, like, I was a fan of Supernatural and I enjoyed but it. But they did not do good research. But they did not do good research. And, and witches, of course, were always evil. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and in fact, I think they basically treated witches just like another kind of monster. They did. They, they just did. Kept, like the the rule for witches was exactly the same for as, as rules for until Rowena came yeah, was, on. Was just kill them. And then they made an exception for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, until then, if you're a witch, you get killed mm-hmm. because all witches were evil. Yeah. And it's the same thing. If it's a pagan deity, kill it's it. Evil, kill it. And kill all the worshippers also. Yeah. Now, see, I haven't seen American Gods. I've, I've, uh, that's... Although we probably should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's based on, what is it, a Neil Gaiman? It's mm-hmm. it's based on a Neil Gaiman book, yeah. Which, I've read the book, I still haven't seen the series. Mm-hmm. Because it was on HBO, and I didn't have HBO at the time that it was airing or something. We do uh, now, so we, we do now. It. All I remember is I didn't have access to it at the time that it was, when it first started. But I have read the book, and, and that's an interesting portrayal of gods sort of evolving into the modern day mm-hmm. and how sort of their their powers and spheres of influence would change as people change, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really interesting concept for him to, to explore because he's taking ancient gods right. and saying, you know, people don't worship the way they used to. Right. And, mm-hmm. and he's also taking, he's saying, you know, like people worship money now. So there's a new God for money. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, there's a new god for, you know, media systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so Neil Gaiman would be very on board with Dick Dennis. Yeah. So <laughs> should I bring up the other one I talked about earlier today with Neil Gaiman? Oh, yeah. Go ahead and talk about that. Yeah. So apparently they're going to make Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology book mm-hmm. into a television show directed by Zack Snyder. Which could be good. No. Or it could no. be bad. No. I strongly disagree. <laughs> Strongly disagree on that one. I don't think this is material Zack Snyder is qualified for, and I don't love Neil Gaiman's uh, Norse mythology book either. So I guess we'll have to see how it turns out. Uh But I wanted to jump to the television show Ragnarok, the one out of of Denmark. Out of Norway. Norway, Norway, yeah. Great Norwegian show with that same concept of Norse deities in modern day people. And it's Mm -hmm. like, their the consciousness or power of the Norse gods Mm -hmm. is being given yeah it's like inhabiting these is is being given to these normal human beings 
And uh, I thought that was... And season two is on its way out now. It's actually out They're now. Out. Yeah. 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 And it's a really interesting concept. Yeah. Not that they started out as Norse gods. It, it's just a really interesting concept of rather than the deities themselves, you know, evolving. Giving, being sort of reborn. Being reborn and given into these people. Yeah. So I just, it's just interesting. Yeah. That is an interesting right. concept. Join our tiger, Killy, on a visit to Tree Wizard Creations, where you can find custom engraved creations for all paths. They offer unique gifts and tools for the altar, home, practice, and family. In addition to their standard product range, they offer custom commissions. If you can dream it, the wizard will create it. Contact them at treewizardcreations at gmail.com, follow them on Facebook, or find them online at treewizardcreations.com. That's T-R-E-E-W-Y-Z-A-R-D, creations.com. Good. Yeah, Dictinus. I do want to point out that Roanoke says there are also, or there was also a New Zealand show about people being reborn as Norse gods. Yes. The Norse deities are really popular, popular now. Yes. Because yep. of the show Vikings? I don't or, know. <laughs> or maybe it's just their time to be reborn. All right. So my, my yes. one that I don't think you all will think of. Okay. Low Pan. Oh, I remember Big Trouble Lopan. in Little China. Yes, oh. yes, good. Now we got so, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> sorcerer. Yeah. And he had... Evil sorcerer. Evil, evil sorcerer. sorcerer. And he also had the four, uh, basically they were the, the four elements. elements yeah. Uh, that was were the fighters. Was five? Because in, uh, in Chinese, it should five be five, Chinese, but it may, but I think it, it may be four. Yeah, I think it's four in the movie. They didn't do enough research. They didn't do enough research for this. <laughs> but, but he had uh, an equivalent who was a good guy. Yes, Raiden. I thought Raiden is from Mortal Kombat. Different, same, different same name, different spelling. Yeah. Oh, okay. Different, different Raiden. <laughs> There's a lot of Raidens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Want to Metal Gear Solid I too. Shin, <laughs> or whatever his, Shin was the was the friend. Of, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the friend of yeah. uh, Russell? Protagonist. The yeah. protagonist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so Jack, he was the least interesting character, clearly. <laughs> right, yeah. I thought it was a very interesting depiction, though, of even though he was evil, mm-hmm. and I guess because it's somewhat of a comedy, right? Um, you get kind of scary, kind of spooky, mm-hmm. yet lighthearted mm-hmm. evil. I mean, it was it right. was a very interesting way to to do it, but probably from, also racially insensitive. <laughs> oh yes, played though by. Right, it was at least yeah. played by yep. an actual... Yep. They did have uh, Asian, Asian actors actor, yes. yeah, yep. portraying um, all those characters. Exactly. You know, we, we tend to overlook those kind of things. Yeah, the the, the comedy presentation. Right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, interestingly, though, that you know, he had the elements. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, so it was a very interesting, and each of the elements had a power that mm-hmm. fit what their element was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that makes me think of uh, the Witches of Eastwick, because like, weren't they essentially the same era, the 80s? Yep. Yeah. And so the witches of Eastwick, um, they are more traditional. They get their powers from Jack Nicholson, who is portraying either the devil or a demon. Right. And, or just Jack Nicholson. Or just Jack, just Jack Nicholson <laughs> granting magic powers. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting because they start out as these, uh, you know, kind of unempowered women. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Kind of downtrodden, shy. Sort of like the craft. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the then, craft would be a, Yeah, a, exactly. Yeah. And they do that same kind of a thing. But they get their powers from Jack Nicholson, the devil, the mm-hmm. demon, whatever. And so it follows more of a trajectory of where if they don't do what he wants, right. then they start evil, bad things start happening right. to them. But but also the sexy evil thing. 
Good old sexy, sexy evil. evil. Sexy evil thing. <laughs> well, shit, when I was growing up, one of the things that they used to do a lot of TV movies on, is the reason I never joined a sorority in college, mm-hmm. uh, was because you would have these witch sororities who were either worshipping the devil or, <laughs> or murdering people to worship the devil. Ran and Grace says, wait, how the fuck did I forget one of my favorite slash most hated pagan cults in film? Children, Children of the, of the corn. corn! That's right. I forgot there was a pagan cult in Children of the Corn. It is a pagan cult, but it, I think people don't think I always just that. remember the children. Because <laughs> he looks like a little Amish dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so it has kind of a Christian-y overtone over the pagan fertility cult yeah. thing that's going on. But I mean, they, I guess the whole point is the corn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're sacrificing couples yeah, uh, to the corn to, to the corn god. Yeah. And uh, it's that creepy little guy, the kid. Yeah. God, he was a creepy kid. <laughs> with the glowy eyes. Yeah, with the, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never trust children with, with glowy, glowy eyes. eyes. From Maine, we especially. Know, we just know this. Yep. These are just facts that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, the craft was an interesting one, though. Yep. Yeah. In that it actually did, that's another one where I think they must have had a Wiccan on, uh, on consultant mm-hmm. or something, because the rituals that they do there do actually sort of they resemble. Have, they have a more authentic feel. Yeah, they, they resemble more actual Wiccan ritual. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, Feruza Balk, uh-huh. who was the evil, the, witch. The evil the evil, witch. The evil witch, yep, yeah. The goth. <laughs> was not, had nothing to do, it was just a part. Mm-hmm. She now owns a metaphysical store and is a pagan. Oh, good for her. Because of that show. Because so of doing she, that movie. she did the craft and yep. like it opened her eyes yep. to possibilities. Exactly. That's yep. fascinating. Kitty Catastrophe says they did have a Wiccan and they did not pay attention to her. Ah. That but would you explain can tell, a lot. You can tell that they consulted somebody yep. about like what, how rituals were constructed and stuff like well, that. And I thought because was, clearly they were pulling some elements. Yes. And I thought it was very interesting that you had this group of girls who were looking to become empowered, right? And so when they do become empowered, one of them, Nancy, is mm-hmm. the character name she gets overspun evil right she gets i think she also contacts a demon i don't well, know belepharon or something no 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 they're uh they're they're trying to summon the powers of a god they're basically called they're they have a specific god yes somebody remind me of what that name of that god it's a made-up god it's not a real one no i think it's actually a demon Manon. It's, Manon. One of the, it's an actual, I think Manon is actually one of the demons up. from Solomon's. Possibly. But anyway, the point is they were summoning this, who they called the deity of, of their magic. Yes. And so they were summoning this and she, Nancy, asked for all this power. She got it and the power turned her evil. Yes. This is the interesting thing though, is because, you know, they had the girl who came from outside. She joined their group. Mm-hmm. They befriended her, Sarah or whatever her I name don't is. Remember. She had a natural affinity for magic. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she they she comes in. But then the real... And she's portrayed as the good witch to these girls who become the bad witches. And they start tormenting her. And then she turns the table on them. I figured it out. Okay. In, in the craft, the, quote, deity they call right. on is Manon. Right. Mammon is the yes. name for the devil. Right. In, in they uh, kept Christianity. It. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that confusion comes from. Yeah. And so, but I thought it really interesting, though, is because by the end of the film, it's hard to know if the protagonist character is herself a good witch yeah, or a she, bad witch. Because she threatens those girls she does. at the end with physical harm. And yes, Nancy, you know, I mean, Nancy got what she deserved. I mean, she was a crazy I crazy. don't. Yeah, no, I don't want to do crazy okay. talk about right. Nancy. Well, they institutionalize Nancy, and it's in a very fucked up way. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. 
they did. Oh, so uh, Rabbit says they did magic for self gain and vanity, and that's what corrupted them. Again, it's that you know, if you do, yeah, it for that yourself, are, that's the the same sort of charmed personal gain, yeah, thing. And it's yeah, and Scuba says that false dichotomy of are you a good witch or a bad witch? It was mm -hmm. very much at play in, in the, the in the original movie. Yeah. One other one I want to bring up. Okay. Nineteen eighty four to nineteen eighty six British television. Okay. <laughs> because. You, it's me, right? right? That's so what you like. that's what I like. Right. There was a show called Robin of Sherwood. Okay. And it's the Robin Hood story. Yeah. Clonad, I think, did the music mm -hmm. uh, for it. Apparently, at the time, it was kind of known as the show that made all the girls giggle because Robin would prance around through Sherwood Forest saying Entice. "Blessed be" all the time. Ah. And, and so all of the bacon girls of that era, uh -huh. maybe eighty-four like, to eighty-six <laughs> time. Uh, He's one of us. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we they, claim Robin. Robin Sherwood. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, the whole show was very pagan oriented mm -hmm. and very pagan uh, bent, and and a very positive light as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So that's good. At least there are some depictions of pagan. Well, yeah, yeah, but in the UK. In the, but UK. In the UK. Um, <laughs> something I noted sort of was that um, young adult depictions of of witchcraft and paganism tend to be more positive. Like mm -hmm. you've got Harry Potter, right? Where escaping to the land of of witches and wizards is really really empowering, yeah, and definitely a salvation for Harry. Mm -hmm. So, like, there are evil wizards, but the the general society of of wizarding Britain is portrayed being That's as good. being very positive, mm -hmm. being a net force for good. You have the Percy Jackson stories, right. which are all about um, the descendants of, of, pagan ancient, of, of pagan, ancient pagan deities yeah. in the modern day doing demigod things, and they're mm -hmm. portrayed very positively and, and as a net force for good. Well, I think in, uh, going back to movies again, I think in Practical Magic, the sisters mm -hmm. and the aunts. You yes, know, Practical it, Magic is so good. It's a good, a wonderful movie, and I do think it, it uh, portrays which is even though they're being treated badly, yeah, they're by being, their community. by their community, they're harassed and they're called evil and and things like that. But the the witches themselves, Francis and Jet, mm -hmm. you know, the two sisters, I can't think of their yeah. names right, and Julian, including the children, mm -hmm. are they're very good, normal human beings who have these access to these powers. And you know what I like about practical magic in particular. Mm -hmm is that there is not a good witch, bad witch dichotomy. Exactly. exactly. Sometimes they do good magic. Sometimes they do magic that has consequences. And it just depends on what you sometimes are the, the I, I say good magic. I mean, like, magic with good intentions. Right. But even then, sometimes it has consequences. Exactly. Like, exactly. like the, the protagonist's whole relationship with the... The sheriff guy. The sheriff guy. He's not actually... He's like a federal investigator yeah, he's a federal or something. Investor. But yeah, the, her whole relationship with him comes out of a spell she did as a child, mm -hmm. um, and then and then trying to trying to ensure she would never fall in love. Instead, she accidentally like creates slash summons mm -hmm. her perfect her perfect mate. mate. Then there's this whole question for him of like, do I love you because I love you, or do I love you because you did child magic on me when we were ten and but didn't know each other. But I think he also said it, which is, you know, because there was this whole family curse mm -hmm. on them. He, his whole thing was, you know, there's only power in a curse if you believe in it, and I don't believe in them. I just, I like that story a lot because there's not evil witches and good witches that do battle, right? Yeah, there's just yeah. witches doing magic and the then, same way that humans do things. Yeah, and you have to, and you have to 
deal with the consequences. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, on Jed and on Francis, leave you to to make to make, clean to up your own clean mess. up your own mess, and then they have to come and fix it anyway. They have to come rescue you because you clean it up bad. You clean but it up also, real, real bad. Seriously, I. But the thing that really I love about that movie is that in the end they end up having to call these women from the community. Yes. Including women who have tormented mm-hmm. the, them all of their lives, these girls, you know, especially the one girl. Yeah, the, the PTA. Yeah, the PTA <laughs> lady. And so, you know, they, they do the phone tree and they bring mm-hmm. all these women to, to help uh, free Jillian from being possessed by the, the evil, guy. evil guy. And it, it's beautiful because it's, a, it's when they clasp hands mm-hmm. And it's about I cry every time. Every I'm, I'm getting day. choked up I, thinking I'm about just it. Thinking about it, and it's all about love and friendship and uniting solidarity, and solidarity and power. Mm-hmm. That and that is it to me. It's, a, it's an incredibly. If you've never watched Practical it's Magic, incredibly, incredibly powerful scene. It's incredibly powerful and empowering mm-hmm. because that is ultimately what frees Jillian. Yep, it's that power of love and and friendship and camaraderie, community, and, and community and it makes a really interesting point about those women, which I think it's very, very true. And it can be hard to swallow, especially when you're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. But those women come to this house mm-hmm. owned by these people they've tormented all their lives. Mm-hmm. But they've always been curious to see the inside of that house. Mm-hmm. They've been terrified of these people because they're people they don't understand. The reason they torment these women is because they don't understand them and that scares them. Mm-hmm. And they were brought up that way. But the thing that united them all... Because mm-hmm. every one of them could understand a bad ex. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and and sometimes it is, you know, finding that common ground. The common ground. And so, yeah, I love Practical Magic, I think, is the best piece of media about witches. It really is. Because I think it's more honest about what witches, modern day witches and mm-hmm. witchcraft and people back in the day who... who practice folk magic mm-hmm. and stuff they you know it, a lot of it was about community was and community. solidarity exactly and, yeah and helping and healing and mm-hmm. you know things like that recovery and, yeah. right and it's just it's bad press you know from the bible on up you know <laughs> that makes it something to be feared and Rochelle says put the line in the coconut check it all up that's because rabbit said before that and that is the movie that blessed us with the Midnight Margaritas. Which we have enjoyed, Midnight Margaritas. We have done Margaritas. Their Midnight Margaritas. Yep, yes. at Michigan Pagan Fest. Yep. And Kitty Catastrophe also says that, uh, you know, she wants to grow up to be Aunt Jet. Mm-hmm. So do I. But also the warning of don't dabble. If you're, you know, if you're going to do witchcraft, commit to it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, don't dabble. <laughs> I, I'm okay with people dabbling as long as they do it safely. Right. Like some people don't want a deep practice and that's fine. Just know what you're capable of and don't don't try to sort of jump into the deep end of the pool there so i think that's i think that's pretty much it although i will say we are currently watching a show Mm -hmm. yes um the irregulars yes which is based on uh sir arthur conan Doyle's british yeah the uh, baker street right baker street irregulars yeah which i mentioned in some of the sherlock stories and is uh, on Netflix mm-hmm. um, and has a very supernatural, pagan yeah. vibe to it. And that's something, that's that's another thing, is sometimes they're not explicitly witches. Sometimes they're not explicitly pagans. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, a vibe. And mm-hmm. if you know, you know. You know, like, or, like, they're they're presented as having gifts. Mm-hmm. Right. Or being psychic or mm-hmm. whatever. But not, like, 
like actually presented as being witches. Like they'll never use that word. Right. 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 But the the vibe is still there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the irregulars does very much have the vibe. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think it's safe to say that from again from the Bible on to today. Um, there's been a lot of depictions about pagans, about witches, about magical users, whether they call themselves witch or not, mm-hmm. various practices that are in the realm of the occult. Mm-hmm. And while I think we are seeing a, a, an upswing of more positive representation and have for some time, um, I think there's always going to be those people who yeah. think all pagans are <laughs> are spooky or sex-crazed. <laughs> or both. Or, or both. just evil. Or just, or yeah, just plain just evil, worshipping evil do good if they tried. Yeah. Right, exactly. Worshipping evil forest deities. Mm-hmm. Or the devil. Or the devil. Just straight up the devil. Which, to be clear, worshipping the devil is fine. All my Satanists out there. That's right. But I think it it's just up to us to say, okay, that's TV, mm-hmm. you know? And the same way we say, like, the magic we do is not le- Wingardium Leviosa, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's just, you know, th- this media, these presentations, whether regardless of what it is, is al- it's always going to be with us. Mm-hmm. And yes, we like the positive presentations. We like the ones that are more accurate. But we just got to tell people, you know, it's not always what you think it is. Right. And Rochala makes a good point, which is, I'd like to see more explicit modern paganism depicted. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to normalize our community to make more safe spaces for folks to venture out of the broom closet. I would love to see pagans portrayed as something who is not sex-crazed <laughs> fertility cult. I'd like to see a character who, like, it's not even about this. They just are a pagan, like, on the side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, the same way you see, like, a cross in a character's bedroom in the set dressing, I just want to see, like, a Thor's hammer or... Or a pentacle. Or, or, yeah, or whatever. You know... And like they never bring it up, it's just part of the centrist. Part of it, yeah. It would be, it would honestly be really nice to yeah. to see pagans and witches and magical persons uh, portrayed in a in a more truthful, mm-hmm. more truthful light. The same way they portray other religions. Yeah, just, just exactly. <laughs> that is the thing. Is like I think we still are in a in a place where paganism and witchcraft is not, even though it's legally recognized right. as religion, it is not. Socially, socially recognized, recognized as a as a faith practice or a religion, yeah. and so we are the ones who have to deal with, you know, right. And what I would say is, for getting those depictions on TV, in books, in other forms of media, we got to do it ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if you're creative and you want to write books or TV scripts or whatever, mm-hmm. write pagans into them. Yep. That's the only way it happens. Uh, Kitty says, "I want a flawed pagan hanging out with the rubies in a sitcom." There mm-hmm. we go. Exactly. If we could have the young ones, but one of them be paid. <laughs> All right. So that's it for this episode, yep, I assume. Yep, I right. so. So if you would like to know more about three pagans and a cat, you fuckers can do what everybody else does <laughs> and Google us. That's right. And we're not a fertility cult. No. <laughs> Though we do have some episodes about dicks. Yes, we do. And they're fun. <laughs>